Implementation intentions are nothing more than if-then statements. The same formula powering your car GPS and social media tools all day long. So if the obstacle is, I'm too tired to read, the implementation intention may be, if I'm too tired to read, then I will go for a 10-minute walk outside to wake myself up before starting to read. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi, and welcome back to the first episode of the Philosopher Insights podcast in 2024. Let me start off today by wishing everyone a happy new year as we embark on our best year ever. An important part of having your best year ever is setting up goals for the most meaningful pursuits of your life this year. Today, I'd like to share some of the insights and strategies that have worked for me personally. Well, it's January, so that means that everybody and their brother is sitting down setting up New Year's resolutions. Even though they may have failed year after year in the past, something about the month of January makes people think once again, this is the day that they begin to change their entire life. Guess what's more fascinating? Or honestly, maybe it's more depressing. Research suggests that most people bail on their New Year's resolutions within weeks, the infamous Quitter's Day. You drive by a gym on January 2nd, it's a parking lot bonanza. But if you wait just a mere four to eight weeks and you remain committed and poof, you're pulling into VIP parking. The sad part? Most people give up on their goals within two months, only to revive them the January of the following year. Well, it's truth time for me. You're going to have to count me in with the most people crew who've crashed and burned on a goal by February. It's like I declared it my life's mission just six weeks ago, and now it's hanging out in the graveyard of good intentions. Well, I don't want to spend a lot of time focused on why things didn't work last year. Let's now focus on how we can make this better in 2024. Here are five strategies that have worked in my life, and this coming from a guy who has spent more years than I'm willing to admit on setting and failing to achieve goals. I think I could write a master's thesis on this subject. So today, I won't be diving into the nitty-gritty of smart goals or the art of goal writing. There's a plethora of content on that already out there in the vast interweb. Instead, my focus is on sharing strategies that I've come across, and more importantly, that have worked in my life. If it passed the personal effective test for me, I'm feeling pretty confident about suggesting it to all of you. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Insight number one. Ask yourself this question every single day. How would the person I would like to be do the things I'm about to do? So picture this. What if every day you asked yourself this powerful question? How would the person I would like to be do the things I'm about to do? Intriguing, right? Well, listen carefully because we're about to unpack why this question is your secret weapon to crushing your goals. When you pose this question, you're not just going through the motions. You're tapping into a mindset shift. It's like putting on the glasses of your future self and seeing the world through their eyes. Think about it. We all have this ideal version of ourselves. The one who's achieved the goals, conquered the challenges, and radiates success. Now, imagine if, before every decision, you channeled that version. How would they tackle the task at hand? Here's the magic. It's about aligning your actions with the person you aspire to become. 
Whether it's a career move, a fitness choice, or a simple daily task, asking this question sets a standard for your behavior. So why is it important? It keeps you accountable. It guides you away from actions that don't align with your goals. I see it as having a personal compass that points you in the direction of your dream. Now let's get practical. Take a moment, think about your most significant goal right now. Got it? Now, envision that future you, the one who's conquered that goal and is living your dream. Ask yourself, how would they handle what I'm about to do today? I must say, I have read countless books through the years, but this question, shared by Jim Cathcart in episode 22 of my podcast, has stuck with me more than any other. I use it multiple times a day to help me get moving on what I identified as important. Insight number two, system versus goals. Quote, the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. True long-term thinking is goalless thinking. It's not about any single accomplishment. It's about the cycle of endless refinement to continuous improvement. Ultimately, it is your commitment to the process that will determine your progress, end quote. That is from James Clear's Atomic Habits. And once I took the time to understand this and apply it to some of the goals in my life, it made all the difference. Now, let me share a couple examples from my own life. First, I aimed to nail down the habit of hitting 10,000 steps every day. How did I tackle it? Enter the erasable whiteboard. Every day, I'd scribble down my step count. No hiding in a forgotten book or app. I needed that number staring me down daily. The whiteboard's the system. 10,000 steps a day, that's the goal. Let's dive into another real-life scenario, creating podcast episodes. The major weekly hurdle for me, reading a book in just five days. It wasn't seven days because recording and writing needed their space as well. Cue some math calculations. I had to devour 60 pages daily to hit that goal. So I strategically carved out two slots daily to commit to 30 pages each. The slotted reading time, that's the system. Completing a book in five days, that's the goal. A goal without a system in place to achieve it is nothing more than a wish. Consider these examples as a roadmap. Systems walk hand in hand with goals. 2024 is the year to get them both in sync. Insight number three, goal setting to the now. I love this strategy from the moment I read about it in Gary Keller's great book, The One Thing, featured in episode 79 of this podcast. Now let's dive into how it works. It begins by identifying your someday goal by framing it in a question. What is the one thing I want to achieve someday? Once you have that nailed down, you move on to your five-year goal that is tied to that someday goal. What is the one thing I want to achieve in five years that would keep me on track for my someday goal? Now you continue to break this down until you hit the action you could take right now. So let's do this together. What is the one thing I can achieve this year that would keep me on track for my five-year goal and keep me aligned to my someday goal? Next. What is the one thing I can achieve this month that would keep me on track for my one-year goal, which keeps me on pace for my five-year and my someday goal? What is the one thing I can achieve this week that would keep me on track for my monthly goal and ensure I'm still on track for my someday goal? What is the one thing I can do today that would keep me on track for my weekly goal that ensures I meet my monthly goal? And finally, what is the one thing I can do right now that allows me to meet my daily goal? I hope you can see the beauty in this strategy. What captivates me is the crystal clear perspective it offers in the now. Without it, today's actions can feel like shots in the dark, right? 
Now, here's a handy tip. If the whole someday or five-year plan thing feels intimidating, no sweat. Begin with a one-year goal. Still a bit daunting? Scale it down to a three-month goal. It's not about the time frame. It's about embracing the practice of thinking strategically and connecting your actions today to the future. Insight number four, whoop. Now let's explore an incredible strategy that effortlessly aligns with goal setting to the now. It's the mighty whoop, wish, outcome, obstacles, plan. This strategic gem is straight from Gabrielle Oettingen's Rethinking Positive Thinking. And I have to say, it is effective for long-term goals, short-term goals, and even daily activities. Trust me, it's remarkable. But like any new process, you have to run it consistently and give it time to become a habit in your own life. So let's break it down, shall we? Wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. Wish. The first step is to write down your wish statement. As an example, I will read four personal development books this month. Outcomes. Now you write down the positive outcomes that come from the wish. Example. It will contribute significantly to my personal growth. I can use what I learn to make my family and myself better. I will use what I learn to teach it to my team. Obstacles. Here's where the mental contrasting comes in. We need to rub our wishes up against reality. I do want to read four books a month, but what obstacles may I encounter during the month? For example, I'm too tired to read. It's the best time of year for sports and I'll be tempted to watch the games. I need to travel two weeks this month. I have a lot of meetings to attend and concerned I won't have time to read. And finally, the plan. Now this is the critical part. The plan doesn't refer to plans to accomplish the wish. The plan refers to a plan for each of the obstacles you identified. You do this by using implementation intentions, which funny enough was discovered by Gabrielle Oettinger's husband. Implementation intentions are nothing more than if-then statements, the same formula powering your car GPS and social media tools all day long. If it's effective for social media and other technologies, why not leverage it to enhance our own lives? So if the obstacle is, I'm too tired to read, the implementation intention may be, if I'm too tired to read, then I will go for a 10-minute walk outside to wake myself up before starting to read. Or, if I'm too tired to read today, then I will take a quick cold shower to boost my alertness and energy. Remember, Using implementation intentions helps to turn goal intentions into action. You've got the power to whoop once a month or even multiple times a day. Why not kick off 2024 by whooping your top priority every morning? It's a simple yet incredibly worthwhile practice. Personally, I grab some sticky notes and breeze through my whoops. Take the time to figure out what works for you. Insight number five, floor versus ceiling. Now here's a nugget inspired by Stephen Guise's book, How to Be an Imperfectionist. I found this strategy extremely useful. People with high standards love setting ambitious goals, right? It's like their lifeblood, the secret sauce to an extraordinary existence. But here's the problem. Those sky-high standards can bite back if we're not careful. They turn from our biggest asset to the ultimate party pooper, threatening to paralyze us with inaction. So, what's the game plan? We want both the everything-goes-perfectly goals and the more down-to-earth, let's-just-hit-this-target goals. Stephen refers to it as the floor and the ceiling. 
you set a basic floor for the purposes of making sure things happen every day. Then you aim for the stars with that ceiling. You learn to live happily between the two. You see, if your floor is the same as your ceiling, well, that is a bit of an issue. Where do you even exist in that zone? The answer, you don't. You suffocate under the weight of all-or-nothing standards and risk diving headfirst into the perfectionist's favorite procrastination pit, doing nothing. Floors and ceilings, my friend. Quick check-in time. What's your most crucial goal right now? Got it? Now, what's your ceiling for that goal? And what's the floor? Find that sweet spot in between. So let me share a real-life example where I used the floor and ceiling approach to help keep me motivated through a goal. The ceiling for my 10,000 steps a day was 15,000 steps every day. The floor, 4,000 steps per day. Before I had learned this strategy, I would consider myself a failure if I didn't hit 10,000 steps every day. But the floor and the ceiling approach let me celebrate many more wins than losses. If you find yourself comfortably nestled between your floor and ceiling, that's the sweet spot for happiness. Your floor represents the minimal requirement for your joy. And of course, you won't surpass your ceiling. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a ceiling. Now here's where perfectionism throws a wrench into the mix. It turns perfection into your floor, which is problematic because in perfection's world, there's no ceiling. The floor becomes the ceiling, and you're stuck in a loop where perfection is the unattainable standard that can never be exceeded. Well, that concludes the five insights I wanted to share as we start off 2024, and I know many of you will be ambitiously seeking out new goals this year, or retrying a previous goal you failed to achieve in the past. Either way, I hope you can leverage one or more of these strategies to help you on your journey. Until next time, stay curious and keep embracing the wonders of knowledge. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Land. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.